0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: And welcome back to hour number two on this play outside. You know, I think we need, I think we need turn off social media day or week. Just try it for a day. I don't know how many people could survive that. No cell phones, no internet, no Facebook, uh, no messaging, no texting, and just see how... uh, People used to live. I think they'd discover a whole world out there that they're not getting into. All right, one of the things we are using technology to do is uh, te- get your text messages at 504 260 We're asking you to comment. You know, this uh, Bassmaster Classic was won by a fellow named, uh, they call him Gussie, Jeff Gustafson. He's a Canadian. He's $300,000 richer for doing it, and he's crediting his success by using a mega live scope imaging. And, you know, it's got side and down imaging. You locate fish, and then you throw at them. I've I've used it fishing uh, white perch, and, uh, you know, still it doesn't make the fish bite, and it's very frustrating when you find them. But it certainly uh, aids in getting to the fish so that you are at least throwing baits where there are fish. Uh, Do we have too much technology? That's our question for you. Uh, Not so much for those guys because those are the pros and they're going to use all the technology they can get. and It's a level playing field. But kayak tournaments, not everybody can afford to put a motor on their kayak and side scopes and all the electronics. And some people just have a basic kayak with a paddle, not even a pedal boat. So what is your thinking on that? I got this one in that says, where does it stop? NASCAR has limitations. Baseball and football have limitations. They will not stop. Because it's too much money paid to the tournament organization, and they're not going to cut off their own arm. Just saying. All right, what do you think? 504-260-1870. We're hearing from Deb. She's in Indiana. I didn't realize they had farmer market seasons like we have hunting seasons. They've only got weather good enough to have open-air farmer's markets at certain times of the year, and that is right now. She wishes everyone happy fishing today. All right, we have uh, this one is Open Day of Turkey Season, National Play Outside Day, and Don Dubuque on the radio. Doesn't get any better than this. Heading to Amy chasing birds, how's the weather? I think you're going to be good, particularly right at daylight. That wind up there should be down, and you can hear those birds gobbling. So keep your ears uh, attuned to the woods. Uh, Here's one says for tournaments, there should be a traditional class and an unlimited class that lets you use motors if desired. A big part of what makes kayak fishing popular is the low cost associated with it, and you should be able to compete affordably. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, good morning, don't eliminate the purity of the human factor of kayak fishing. Keep it real and damn the technology. <laughs> here's one that says, oh, we asked about your favorite dog. This one is chihuahuas and small mixed mutts. One of my little mixed canines digs for grubs, a good bait finder. Got to get them away from him before he eats them. He likes cats, too. He's bi Uh The Silver Hill guy in Alabama thinks fishing and hunting has gotten too high tech. Takes the skill out of it. Fishing and hunting. Sorry I didn't see you last Saturday. I had to work. Yeah, we were at Scott's Marine in Alberta. and uh, Sorry you didn't get by, Silver Hill. Uh, here's one that says, "Hey Don, when you talk to DJ Rhett, ask him if he plans to put orange juice or Old Bay seasoning in his boil. You might ask if he'll put the leftovers in a pasta. Li- <laughs> uh, I know his thoughts on pasta, and I, I, I don't know if he'd appreciate that. Uh, here's one from uh, Big Big Oil in uh, Bayou Liberty. All right." Uh, This one says, actually, in a nutshell, we were living before the Internet. Yeah, you know, for centuries, people got along. Could we get just one day where social media is completely turned off? Uh, Here's one that says, uh, Mr. Don, I think that all the fishing technology is ridiculous, takes the fun out of fishing, and turns it all into catching. The apostles wouldn't have needed Jesus to load the boat if they would have had all that technology. L-O-L. And here's one from uh, my barber, Jason. He says, how about those Lady Tigers? Yep, they pulled through. They're going head up to win the national championship, the Final Four, uh, with Iowa. That's their competitor, I think, today or tomorrow. And then, uh, of course, congratulations to LSU. Boy, they put it on the volunteers in Tennessee again. What a team they've got, number one-ranked LSU baseball Tigers. All right, enough of that, sports. We're talking Hunting and fishing here, and we're back to do that with Captain Mike Gallo right after we pause three minutes for you to hear our sponsors' messages on the outdoors with Tom Dubuque, Radio Network.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: And our Born on the Buy report with Captain Mike Gallo is sponsored by CTO for $199 a year. You get a membership where they'll bring you fuel if you run out. They'll tow you in if you need it, Jump start all those electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back to the dock safely. That is real peace of mind, and it's just one call away. You call Captain Chris. You're going to get him at 504-301-4545. It's even easier if you click on ctow.com. Captain Mike joins us now. And, Mike, before I forget, uh, give us a, an update on the San Barbera auction trip Uh, It's going to be scheduled for April 17th, and uh, how's the bidding going? When will the bidding close, and what does someone need if they want to knock the current leader off?
1: Well, multiple questions. So we will figure out who the highest bidder is on April the 8th. I'm going to start making calls to our top two bidders, and I'm considering getting a second boat. Since our bids are so high, uh, we can just donate even more money to Mission 22, and that's certainly what we would like to try to do. At the moment, our top two bids are one bid is 1300 and the other bid is 1350 And if you're listening and would like to see what we're bidding on, my website is com. And you can click on Mission 22, and there's an explanation there that we are auctioning off the date of April 17th in honor of Sam Barbera, a good friend of all outdoorsmen in Louisiana and beyond. And we will honor Sam on his birthday, which is April the 17th, and we're going to take three anglers fishing, and the proceeds will benefit mission 22 so that's where we are at this point in time a lot of local people have stepped up to pay for our shrimp providing sinkers for us CETO is going to be the camera boat our good friends at Bayou Wild is going to tape and promote spread the word about our friend Sam Barbera and us trying to help out So it's uh, shaping up into a a fun day, and we look forward to it. We just need good weather.
2: Well, you did an excellent job of explaining, except you missed one detail. You'll get to be seen on Bayou Wild TV because we'll have our camera crew. I'll be down there filming it, and it sounds like it's going to be a a great trip, and uh, people invite them to go there and see everything that's involved on a great fishing trip with uh captain mike Gallo, our born in the bayou report guy and speaking of that give us a report what's happening in Ponchatrain, catherine born the mystico biloxi marsh where you been and what you've
1: been catching i'll tell you don i often say as the weather goes so goes the fishing and we've had some good days where we're able to get out find some clean water depending on where you are if you're in lake Pontchartrain, We've been bouncing plastics on the bottom or fishing live shrimp on a drop shot and both have been productive. We are seeing more flounder than we've seen in many years past. The occasional redfish, mostly catching speckled trout, a few black drum, sheephead, freshwater catfish. It's a a great time to fish in, in this area. If you're in shallower water, Lake Catherine, or some of the use. the popping cork with plastic or live shrimp has also been a very good productive bait. I've been, the few trips that I've made in between, weather has been in either Lake Pontchartrain or down towards the Mr. Go. Current is certainly something you want to look for. As our water temperatures rise, those fish will use that current to help them ambush prey. So I've been keen on on current and structure, lots of areas you want to try are going to be areas with a good hard bottom, shells, or just a good hard bottom is what has seemingly been working best. Of course, you always want to find the cleanest water you can in the area that you're fishing.
2: You know, Mike, one of the great pastimes, uh, we may not be there this quite yet, is people that turn their lights on and uh, all the the camps and homes that are on the water in the New Orleans East and Slidell and uh, those areas there. They turn the lights on, and the trout and other fish are attracted to the bait that's attracted to the lights, and there's some good action going on. Have you heard any of that taking place yet?
1: I haven't heard any of that taking place with any consistency I've heard of a few, you know, they can see the fish in the lights, or you you more than likely see the bait in the lights, and the predators like to hang just outside the edge of the light where it's dark. It gives them an advantage. But um, haven't heard of that being very consistent, a few here and there. Um, Now, I would also be certain that the people that are, if they're catching good numbers, they're probably not telling anybody. So I don't get a lot of good information on how the light fishing is. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. Mike, you gave out your website, aaofla.com. You're on my website if people want to find out more information and get a bid in on that trip to, to honor San Barbera and make a, a great donation to a wonderful organization, Mission 22. Uh, if they want to give you a call and look at your calendar and see what you got open coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks or months, tell them how to do that.
1: Very simple. That number is 985 781 Seven eight one
2: All right, Mike. They'll put it to good use, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week.
1: Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you then.
2: All right. That is Captain. Gallo of Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Coming up next is the Paddler's Report. We'll talk to Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's going to run down the highlights of the New Orleans City Park 74th Annual Big Bass Rodeo. Also, get his take on a lot of these comments that are coming in. I got one uh, about uh, just uh, go with nothing but a white bucket and a kayak uh, and do away with all the tech stuff. No motors, no fish finder, a white bucket tackle and a six pack. Now, that's fishing. And uh, we will ask Captain Raccoon Feet, also known as Captain Eric, about his opinion there. We'll back with that right after this on The Outdoors with Don Debutte Radio Network.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
2: And we have a special paddler's report in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's presented by Massey's that has outfitters in Baton Rouge and also Covington, as well as Mid-City New Orleans where they've got a spring sale going on and a demo day. And Captain uh, Raccoon Feet, also known as Captain Quint, Fat Boy, he's got more nicknames than a crappie, Eric Mohabarak joins us to talk about all that stuff. Eric, good morning.
5: Good morning, uh, Don. How are you doing today?
2: Hey good. Listen, what's your opinion? People want to know about uh high tech equipment on kayaks being in competitive tournaments.
5: Um, you know, my opinion is is that I don't I don't I don't think the motors should be allowed. That's just me. Um as far as the, the electronics, you know, like uh Gerald Swindle said it really well one time. You know, he's got he he bought his own Garmin, live scope and all of that and he said, you know, you could sit there and look at the fish all day long, but if they're not gonna bite they're not going to bite. Um, I also notice when fishing these big bass lakes and stuff, these guys will sit on these fish and and they'll throw and they throw and they, and they don't catch anything at the end of the day. Of course it does help them catch fish, you know, because at one time you do throw it in, the fish is going to catch it, you, you know, bite it. But the, does the, the live scope and all of that make a difference uh, in the kayaks? And I don't know, you know, I mean, because people fish in really shallow water for most of the tournaments anyway. Um, yeah, that's correct. So that's that, true. Yeah, you know, but as far as the motives go, uh, I I voted no. I don't mind saying that. Uh, but I, I, you know, the guys who run the club, they 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 did a really good job. They stepped up. They did put it to vote, and it was voted out. I will, I will give them credit on that. They did take a beating. <laughs> Uh, you know they, they everything's getting worked out on that and uh you know not that many people have the the, the motors you know and they're very expensive right. also you know you, so that's that's my opinion is no no motors
2: Yeah, it's an interesting topic. All right, if you would, um, hit the highlights, maybe some of the first place. We talked about Luke Balin already. He's been getting people texting me congratulating the old frog lawyer. He had that 6.58, but there was a lot of other good catches in that rodeo.
5: Yeah, 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 well, Don, that's the frog judge now. He's no longer the lawyer. Oh,
2: he's moved (laughs) up.
5: God, he might He's become Attorney up. General. Yeah, he yeah. may be Attorney General yeah. one day. Who knows? It'd be, a, it'd be a good one. But anyway, we had uh, Kalen Johnson coming in at uh, 2.97, second place. Uh, me and Kalen were actually fishing right next to each other. I caught a fish. He caught a fish. Uh, and uh, it, his was bigger than mine. And uh, it was pretty cool. You know, to be sitting next to Kalen. We were hanging out. Uh, then Nyree Smith uh, caught a uh, uh, 2.81. And uh, he caught that on a big, giant uh, perch bluegill swim bait. That that was pretty neat to see. Um, And another interesting fact, uh, ten fish, ten bass were caught that were two pounds, but not over three. So that just goes to show you how close second and third place was. Now, now of course, uh, 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 the frog judge blew it out the water. Um, And that's that's by St. John, almost six-and-a-half-pound fish. (laughs) That's the thing. And then, uh, you know, and then we had the other categories. Uh, we call it the trash bash category. You know, we had Wilford Adams. Uh, he had a half-pound Rio Grande. Um, and then uh, Daniel Chauvin with a pinfish out of Bayou St. John, which people didn't believe it happened, uh, could, could be a state record. I don't know if you looked into that, Don, but there is no category on pinfish yet, I believe, in, in the records for the state of Louisiana. And then uh, we had a uh, third place was uh oh I forgot to write it <laughs> it was 0.26 pounds sorry about that but um you know what Don the greatest thing about it is they had um most probably five six hundred people there that 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 morning it's it's a great tournament uh they got something for everybody uh, I highly suggest uh to take the family there, or, or come come get a boat from from Massey's and and go go try. They were letting people use them for free, um, but but really a good time.
2: Yeah, well that park is open for fishing. Three hundred and sixty-five yeah. days a year, the lagoons. Of course, you can go and buy you St. John anytime too, and uh, that's proof yeah. that there's some really nice fish there. Uh, Eric, before we mm-hmm. run short on time, you've been getting some good yeah. intel out of Pensacola. Run that down for the saltwater guys. Yeah,
5: yeah, real quick. Look, on Thursday they caught a uh, ten blackfin tuna, uh, and then the pompano is, sh- uh, sh- yeah, the tuna is up <laughs> it's still there. they're still there, I should say. Uh, but the pompano is showing up in small groups. They aren't. They haven't started those big giant schools yet. But a few have. been been caught and also the first cobia of the season was caught uh on thursday and uh it looks like it's going to be a pretty good uh, springtime summertime uh bite over there um you know of course they're catching kings and stuff like that too and other fish but i uh, yeah, well, looking forward to getting over there
2: well, the club's got the Trout Challenge. That's coming up in uh, St. Bernard Parish. Demo day today. We've been talking about Bayou St. John yeah. and My- Massey's uh, offering kayaks for the ride before you buy situation. Tell us the time and the location for that. Yeah.
5: Well, well, it's from uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and that's uh, 1700 Moss Street, the Deutsches House. Uh, it's absolutely free. You come up, you sign a waiver, put a life preserver on, try any kayak you want out. If there's a specific kayak you want, call one of the stores. And, uh, you know, Val or John over, 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 over on Shore Shores, Val, and John's on the South Shore. Call them up and, and say, hey, I want to try the uh, Hobie Outback or, or the, 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 the the Hobie Lynx or something like that. And they'll, they'll make sure that that boat is out there for you to try, and it's absolutely free. And there's no age limit on it. I mean, you know, if they're under... Eight, let's say, maybe there's an H on it, but other than that, it's absolutely free. Come come out and try them.
2: Yep, you know, no better deal. All right, thanks sir, for the report and the update on all that situation. We really appreciate your input, uh, Cap Merrick, and we'll catch up with you next time.
5: All right, Darren, you have a great day, man. We'll see you later.
2: All righty. And if you want to reach uh, him, uh, go to Louisiana Kayak Company on Facebook. He's one of the few charter captains that operates with kayaks. If you want to go fishing and you don't have a kayak, he's a guy to talk to. All right, we come back after this. Uh, it's bad boy the outdoors time. We're going to talk about a case that was sava- solved with the use of forensic science. Pretty incredible stuff. Back with that after this pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, some text messages. This one says, Ernest Hemingway's definition of fishing, the joy of tempting the unknown. Uh, here's one that says, I can sit on my couch, watch my food plot, wait for deer to step in my crosshair on my rifle, touch a button on my phone and make the kill. Well, that he says that ain't hunting, but that's technology, and it's here. That's from Bro James. Actually, Bro James, there was a law in Louisiana that makes that illegal, at least in this state, and I think most states adopted that. But, yeah, it is possible. Uh, here's one that says kayaks with motors and live scope sonars like transgender men competing in women's sports. Okay, I get you. Unfair advantage, huh? Well, some people believe that is fair. <laughs> Some people, and uh, let's see. we got some more coming, and this one says, uh, "I missed you last weekend. Uh, I say talent instead of technology. I'm old-fashioned. Keep it fair across the board. Have a great weekend. That's the Irish coonass. ass. Uh, here's one says for many years, I wanted to fish in kayak tournaments, but a bad shoulder doesn't allow me to paddle, and the knees won't allow me to pedal over seventy now. I guess I missed out. Well, you could get a motorized. And I guess in some instances they would allow that. You know, they, Wildlife and Fisheries makes uh, special dispensations for use of ATVs on public lands if you qualify either by age or disability. So maybe that's something to consider. All right, uh, in a follow-up uh, bad boy case from Cleveland, you might remember those two guys that were cheating in the walleye fishing tournament. Well, Monday they each pleaded guilty to a felony count of cheating and misdemeanor animal ownership. Uh, The other charges against him, you might remember they were stuffing lead weights and filets into the fish and were caught. Well, they're due for sentencing on May 11th, and we'll have their penalty when the judge hands them down. And right after this quick station identification 10-second pause, we're going to tell you about a case of forensic science being used to convict tournament cheaters. That's next after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. All right, uh, get close to your radio and stay with me on this one. Our story begins in Lake Powell, Utah. Two fishermen, Robert Danette and Cameron Wooten, brought fish to the scales in a two-day tournament back in October of 2018. Well, the fish didn't look like any of the other fish that day, and they were in pretty poor shape, so the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources had a biologist take a look at them and also invited a plainclothes officer to come to the next day weigh-in. Uh, Lieutenant Paul Washburn said some of the fish looked like they had little heads and fatter bodies than the other one, which would mean a different diet than the fish at Lake Powell, which were more lean. said they also had red fins, indicating some stress. The two guys were questioned the second day. And after a lengthy investigation, Wooten all but admitted that they had done something wrong, but Bennett smugly denied doing any wrongdoing. They were charged in March in Kane County with bribery, threat to influence a contest, third-degree felony, unlawful release of wildlife, and unlawful captivity of protected wildlife. Uh, There was a break in the case during the investigation when the Utah DWR officers were contacted by another tournament, who said they saw these two guys at Quail Creek Reservoir the Thursday before the Powell Lake event, and they were doing something suspicious just before dark. As it turns out, you have to sign in and out when you leave that water body, and they found that Danette's boat had been checked in the Thursday afternoon before that event in Powell, which was 140 miles away. So what they did, they pulled the otoliths, which are ear bones, And scientists from the University of Utah conducted a stable isotope analysis and came up with ratios for each body of water. And when they looked at them, they were sampling the otoliths from the fish that were brought to the scales by the two guys, and they confirmed that those fish, with a one in a billion certainty, came in fact from Quail Creek and not Lake Powell. All of that evidence used against them. uh, They were convicted... They've now pled guilty and to third-degree felony charge of bribery and also charged with releasing live aquatic wildlife and unlawful captivity of live aquatic wildlife. Their penalties include $2,500 each in restitution, $500 each for a plea fee, 48 hours of community service on a trash truck, two years, ordered no hunting, and the DWR is administratively looking for five years of no fishing for Robert Danette and Cameron Wooten, our bad boys of the outdoors. Oh, yeah. well oh, I went through an awful lot of hoops and hurdles to convict those two guys. All right, then we come back after this, we're going to check in with our plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert, get a report from him and find out what he's been up to right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the Plastic Man's Captain Ryan Lambert, he joins us now. And, Ryan, before you got into the guide and charter business and lodge ownership, uh, you used to do a little bit of fishing in tournaments. What is your opinion on on this controversy coming up about too much technology? Should it be done with? Should it be limited to what you can use and rely on basic fishing skills? Or do you say, go for it? If it's available and it's legal, use it.
4: You know, I figured this was coming. You know, it's it's too good now. I mean, it's really it's off the charts good. But I, I, you know, I hate to put an opinion out there on it because I'm not doing it anymore. But you know, I think it's a little overboard now. You know, it's people sitting there watching every fish before they catch them. But sure, sure, it's sure more fun. You know, if you can see them down there, you know, you you're not fishing for nothing. <laughs> <But>.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's a, a situation where you know, do do you want this to be based on Uh, basic fishing skills and knowledge of seeking out places given the conditions you got and you can locate the fish without seeing them or is it uh you know go run this scope and there they are and hope they bite and throw to them i mean it basically does away with finding fish skills it makes it so Oh yeah i mean
4: the, the skill level is definitely uh not there you know those guys are the best they got i mean they're good no matter what but but it's it's a it's an advantage, no doubt about it. Uh, I don't think it should be in tournaments myself, but it is. <laughs> Not, you really won't have
2: I, much I, use for that where you're fishing these days because you fish in shallow water and murky water and, and a lot of no, other. No,
4: it'll, it'll work in that, but we just have too many fish. You know, if you got a, a million mullet, you're trying to pick out the trout from the mullet. <laughs> yeah. you, you can do it, but it's. Very well, wait, difficult. that's coming.
2: That's coming. They're probably going to have one that's as clear as a TV or laptop screen in, in the future. Well, they do already. You can actually I mean, identify.
4: The new The new version is is crazy. I can identify them anyhow. But yeah. we have so many. It just, it just too, it's just—it's just too—it's too busy. It's too. Well, wait busy. till uh, wait
2: till artificial intelligence is applied to fishing. I'm waiting for that. They've been
4: wait. telling me I have artificial intelligence for a long time. <laughs>
2: uh, I think we're talking about two different things there. <laughs> <laughs> me <Maybe> slow. <so. laughs> what does your oh, artificial no. intelligence tell you lately? If somebody's coming down there to fish
4: telling me it's been windy. I'm, I'm ready for April showers because it's dry. My pond's drying up and the wind. We've been catching the heck out of the fish, but it's sure is a lot easier when it's not blowing 25 miles an hour. You know, it, when it does that, we're, we're, we're more attuned to having to catch redfish. But when it calms down and the water clears up, because we don't have all that marsh anymore to hide behind and stuff. So, you know, it's, it's it calms down. We on the trout. There's plenty of trout around, but you you got to pick the day to go catch them. You know what? Uh, redfish. We gonna catch redfish and sheepheads and black drum every day. But the, the thing is coming that the, this full moon here, those fish are gonna transition, and everything's gonna go to the summer pattern. The trout's gonna go out in the bays, heading for the Gulf. The redfish are gonna come out the canals and such. Everything's gonna transition on this next full moon. And when it gets windy, the fishing is gonna be a little bit more difficult. So I'm looking for April showers. I'm looking for a little less wind, and the river is gonna stay between 10 and 13 for the next foreseeable future. Anyhow, uh, we got one little surge coming that's gonna to go to 12-7, and then it's gonna drop into 10 again. So we'll see. Uh, you know, it's it's we're fishing it. It's it's filthy dirty water, but we're catching the heck out of the fish in the dirty water. So. You know, cause it was clean underneath, as you know. But yeah, uh, well, you know, if there's good. been
2: one consistent report this week from everybody across the coast as you had to pick the day, depending on the day you go, and the, even the dogs agree with that, that you got to pick the right day and the conditions and the fish are there. Um, Ron, maybe you can help me out with this question from George. He wants to know about the latest on brake tags on boat trailers, uh, he's understanding from the launch people that the law enforcement uh, is not enforcing tags on small trailers, but they are on larger. I don't know of anyone that ever got a ticket for not having a brake tag on a trailer, a boat trailer, but it is actually on the law books, and it's required. Uh, what can you tell us? Do you have any information on that, about brake tags and on, on trailers? Well, three or four
4: break- years ago, remember three or four years ago, they, they had this big push to, to do that, and it was stopping everybody and giving tickets like crazy. Do you remember that? I do vaguely
2: remember that some people complained they were getting tickets and they didn't even know that it was required. But, you know, you yeah, got well, lights on them, and, uh, you know, you don't have – some of well, them have brakes, but most don't have brakes. So what do you test oh, other yeah. than the lights, you know?
4: Well, yeah, the lights are – and that's a pain keeping those lights going. But they'll stop you for lights in a heartbeat, but not for brake tag. You know, after that, it it, it kind of squashed that. I don't know, you know, they just quit quit doing it. They quit stopping you for the brake tag after that because there was such an uproar because they just pushed it real hard there. All of a sudden. And then everybody just went crazy, and they, they stopped stopping for that. But they'll stop you for lights, you know, just deservingly. So if your light's out, they're going to stop you. Even better. Well, yeah, they
2: should. They should because that's a traffic hazard for sure. But, you know, where do you put the brake tag? I guess you got to keep it in your boat, you know. <laughs> you can't put it on the trailer well, anywhere. It's get wet and wash off.
4: Keep, keep it in your tr- truck because you're not going to have your boat trailer without the truck.
2: <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, Ryan, somebody wants to get you. Uh, you know, they got the Cajun fishing, real popular popular website, give them the telephone number,
4: too. They call me direct at 504-559-5111, and we'll get them booked up. It's booking up pretty good this year. Duck season's already booking up. Crazy.
2: Yeah, well, you know, we know it's coming. Thanks for the report, Ryan, as always. Appreciate it. Talk with you next week.
4: All right, buddy. We'll see you.
2: There he goes, the plastic man. All right, we come back. Uh, We're going to see if we can get DJ Red. I think he has a concess- concession speech. Uh, we were scheduled to go head-to-head on a crawfish boiling competition, but I think he's backing out. We'll find out what he's got to say right after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, before we uh, talk with DJ Rhett, uh, just a couple of quick text messages want to answer. One of them is we're getting a lot of things on these uh, boat trailers needing inspections, stickers. I will get a confirmation from state police on the current law on that for you for next week. Uh, All right, uh, we also have someone said in the kayak tournaments for the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, if you have uh, injuries, aged, or disabilities, if you contact them for one of their tournaments, they will allow you to use a motor in those instances. Just check with the board members. That's from Eric with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Thank you guys for that. Right now, uh, when I leave here, I'm going to be headed to Chack Bay Fairgrounds uh, for Crawdaddy's Crawfish Boil-Off. I have been selected as one of the judges there, and I've also been selected to compete in a competition against one DJ Rhett, but uh, uh, his his people contacted my people, and I think they were waving the white flag, and he wanted to concede and say he's, he, he's not getting into it. Is that right, DJ?
0: <laughs> nice try, Don. Nice try. No,
2: uh-uh. No, and look, that video you made uh,
0: of uh, competing against me, I don't do any of that stuff you said. That's so funny, man. like No, I like this good competition. In fact, you're going to be the first guy that I ever compete against. I always just ball crawfish for the fun of it, and I've never done it for uh, for this way, but it's a good cause. you know. And I, I, when they told me that I was going to be going against you, I said, oh, yeah, Mr. Don DePuke, you know, are we going to do his uh <laughs> <laughs> <Your stuff. laughs>
2: oh, come on. You yeah, you no, you, you come up with some good original stuff. You got to do better than that. Is it true? I heard that you pour salt all over your crawfish to purge them before you boil them. Is that true? No, I, that,
0: I do not do that. That is a waste of time. That is a big waste of time. I actually put them in the, now I do purge them with fresh water just to clean them up. I, it does not matter where you get your crawfish from. I know you said y'all brush Y'all brush them with toothbrushes. That's that's the North of I Ten method right there. We just put that inside the ice chest, let that water run, and get that water real clear because uh, they're mud bugs. No matter how much you wash them, you can wash them again, and they go. They're gonna have some mud or some little trash or grass in it. So, but the salt that was we. I mean, I'm mean, I'm not gonna lie. That was a thing back in the my early days. You know, I mean, my dad and all of them they would put salt in it all day long and. Then I guess over the years you found out that it really didn't do anything to the crawfish. Supposedly it's supposed to take the the little, the, you know, the vein or whatever, the poop trail out of it. And I'm like, ah, that doesn't do anything. That tastes good, just eat that, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, it kills the crawfish, and they all end up with with those straight tails. Now, look, I uh, yeah. understand that, that you catch your crawfish, your crawfish come out of those little mounds. You put a little piece of bacon or bait, and you pull them out. Are those any good to eat, those ones out, those crawfish <laughs> dirt mounds?
0: No, those. that's just to play with. When we were a little, little kid, we used to play in the ditch and just catch them little things <laughs> on the bacon string and everything like that and then just let the dogs beat them up on the side. But uh But, no, uh, we actually – I mean, there's a lot of good businesses around here in uh, southern Louisiana, Um, and um, it's it's just great that we blessed them to be in a state – where we can eat little bugs out the ditch, you know? It's just awesome.
2: <laughs> I agree with you there. Look, somebody else told me that you take your leftover crawfish and you put them in a nice pastalaya. Is that true?
0: No, 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 no. Okay, look, look. My whole hatred with pastalaya, okay? Like, everybody asks me about that. It's funny. It's like a big marketing term. It's like when people think pastalaya, they instantly think DJ Red. <laughs> it's so funny. No, the whole joke is we're in Cajun country, man. It's rice fields, sugarcane fields. I've never rode around
2: Louisiana and seen a noodle field. I've never seen that before, you know. So, <laughs> No, just, I, I got to agree just, with you there. Yeah, I got a, just, I got a text know. message in for you. It says, tell that yeah, Cuyon a potato salad goes in gumbo. How about that one? <laughs> you do that? No, I do not. Because I don't gumbo, either. I don't either. If you, that's two you different animals, make you know. Gumbo,
0: yeah, no. Nah, if you're gonna make a gumbo, you know, and then ruin it by putting mayonnaise in it, come on, man. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's like eating no, fried I, chicken
2: I, in your crawfish ball. You don't do that. You don't fry chicken. No, butter. no, 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 no. And you know that's what I.
0: You know, a lot of people, they put their seasoning on top of crawfish, and I, it blows my mind. I put it in the water. You know, I, to me, I, they're like, why? <laughs> you you, you got to put it on top because, you know, you can taste it and everything. I said, you know, that's like that's like washing your clothes, putting it in the dryer. Then when you take it out of the dryer, you throw dishwashing uh detergent on top of it you know this is it makes no yeah. sense you know yeah, you.
2: well i'm glad to, to hear that you are going to show up and compete there's nobody i'd rather see and, and, and go against on a crawfish head-to-head than you dj uh this is going to be at crawdaddy's crawfish boil off check bay fairgrounds 11 a.m can you believe 20 dollars people get to eat all the crawfish they want if they eat mine it's a bargain if they eat yours they're getting ripped off
0: that's what I'm saying. Tell them to go Well, tell them to go to Mama's next door and cut the grass, get them a $20 bill, and come on and eat all the crawfish they want, bro. There
2: yeah. you go. Look forward to seeing you, DJ. Take care, my friend. Yeah. You too, Don. Thanks so much. All right, y'all come out and see both of us. This will benefit the Chack Bay Fire Department, CASA Lafouche Lafourche, CALS PALS, which is an organization for ALS patients, Relay for Life, and the Bayou Region Alzheimer's Services. And I'll see you again next week right back here. We do this each and every Saturday morning, 5 to 7 a.m. It's called The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network, and you're invited. Don't forget, it's Play Outside Day. Get out and play.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.